Hello, mama. I hope you're having a glorious day and maybe you're getting some snow. I was just going to say, I hope you're having a great winter. And I had the realization that some of you are actually in the snow. We've had some major rain here, which is big for us. So that's been exciting and uh, I'll take it. I do like to visit the snow, uh, but I have learned because I used to miss it. I grew up in Colorado. And so I used to really think, oh, I want to live there again and have all the snow. And then I, I go visit the snow and I love to visit for a minute and then I'm ready to leave, <laughs> especially driving in it. That's the worst. Oh, those icy roads. I do not miss them. So <laughs> all that to say, whatever weather you have, I hope it's great. I am staying cozy over here and excited to be with you today. I'm just going to share kind of a fun episode about my recent season. I know a lot of what I'm talking about is my recent season. This one though is not super applicable unless you're in the newborn season. I'm sure there's always things you can glean if you're not, but I just wanted to share some specific tips with you of how I got through my newborn season with three kids, right? And here I am, we're um, at, my son is going to be 10 weeks in a couple of days. Is that right? Is it nine weeks? Oh gosh, I don't even know now. <laughs> All that to say, we're still in the middle of newborn season and we're doing well. There are days that do not go right and that is okay. I am learning to get through that, but there are some ways that we have gotten through it. Um, and I'll say mostly thriving, right? There's, there's times I didn't feel like we were thriving, but I wanted to just share those specific tips with you so that you can have that. So whether it's you that is in a newborn season, or you can send this to a friend that's going to be going through one, I just wanted to share this while it was fresh on my mind and hopefully it blesses you in some way. I think all of us mamas that have walked through newborn season could probably write one of these episodes. So let me hear yours. I want to hear your tips. How could I have done it better? What did you do that rocked everything and made it work so well? I would love to hear that pop into our Facebook group and come share that. You can find it at, uh, if you go into Facebook, search for Morning Mama Collective, and we would love to hear all of your tips. And Lauren, um, our amazing New Zealander, leads it over there, and she's incredible. And yeah, also, hey, for any of you, I would love to just get your feedback on Morning Mama. What kind of episodes do you want to hear? What what do you come here for? Kind of uh, just trying to revamp a few things. And so I just would love any and all of your feedback about like what it is that brings you to this place and what are you looking for? Um, so yeah, would love to hear that. Come into the Facebook group and share that with us. And yeah, without further ado, let's pop into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, I am just doing a fun one today. I, I love like practical tips. 
you know, a lot of the tips I talk about are kind of deeper and some of them are practical, but this one is just super practical and it's just so fun and easy to talk about. So I am excited to share it with you. And, you know, our newborn season, it very much could have been harder. Like I have friends that it was definitely harder, but we did have some challenges we faced. You know, this definitely like wasn't a clear cut, easy, like my, my daughter was pretty straightforward and easy. Uh, this one is a little bit more challenging. Uh, we had a lot of breastfeeding issues. I've shared about that a lot. If you've been listening to my episodes and that just, it sounds so simple, but it's just a lot like, you know, trying to spend 30 to 45 minutes to get the baby to latch and get a little bit of milk. And then I have to pump and then I have to bottle feed on top of that. And that's around the clock, right? All day long. And it's just exhausting. And then dealing with sleeping issues on top of that. And then also, of course, having two other toddlers in the house, it's just a lot. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it was hard. And I just want to share like what did work for us. And I hope that it can encourage you no matter if you have a really hard season or a really easy one. Yeah. So first of all, if you have multiple kids, my number one tip, and I have to start here because this is so crucial for me, is to align their naps. And really, this is a tip for anyone in any stage with multiple kids that are young. You have to figure out how to align at least one of their naps. This is so crucial. Okay. I do want to add the caveat. Aligning their naps for me gives me so much peace of mind because I love being alone. I love having that time to work, to read my Bible, to eat a meal alone, a cup of coffee alone, like whatever it is, whatever fills you up. I love that time alone. Now, I know some of you, maybe that would be uh, have the reverse effect because what, what, why I say this is because often when I align naps, it means there's more chaos on the front and the, the back end of the nap. So if I'm trying to get all the kids in bed at the same time, that could that can be pretty chaotic. And then when I wake them up, everyone needs a snack and nursing and all of the things and people are grumpy when they wake up. And so it does add chaos on the front and the back end. But for me, having that time alone is, makes it all worth it. (laughs) It is my favorite part of the day. I love my kids. I love taking care of them, but I love being alone and I love to get to be creative or spend time with Jesus or whatever it is. And you know, if I had all that time all day, every day, it wouldn't be my favorite time, but you know, having that little segment in the middle of my day just gets me through it because you know, I really have just realized how much I thrive on those little, little moments alone throughout my day that I get, you know, I have one in the morning where I get to spend time with Jesus and I'm trying to add in working out. And, um, you know, usually I would shower sometimes. I, yeah, I've, I've been figuring out when the best time is to shower, right? We all know if we've had a newborn, how crazy it is just to time, find time to shower, but I have that time in the morning and then I have my nap time, which is usually at least a couple hours. And then I have, the evening time where my kids all go to bed and they are all in bed and I get more time alone. And during the, the, the thick of newborn season, a lot of that time was stolen from me, right? That the mornings weren't there because my baby would wake, was waking up in the night. And so it wasn't wise to wake up earlier because I usually don't nap during the day. And, you know, I would sometimes get the naps aligned, but it wasn't always long because my baby wouldn't always sleep through that time. And then at night, sometimes he would take forever to go to bed. Right. And I was so tired from waking up at night that I didn't want to stay up too late. And I probably should 
shouldn't stay up too late, even when I sometimes still did. But all that to say, missing those times, I was realizing, oh my goodness, this is what helps me be a sane mom. Like when, when people come and talk about how discouraged and overwhelmed they feel in motherhood, I think probably they don't have this in place because without this, there would be so much lacking in my peace. Now, God can give us peace in all times, but honestly, we got to also do the work to get our schedules in line and, you know, do the practical steps to make sure things are like working and functioning and systemized and, and have boundaries, right? This, how we get our kids to sleep like this is we have clear boundaries. And so, that is my number one, number one tip. Really, again, I, should, I shouldn't have said that it, this won't apply to you unless you have a newborn because if you have multiple kids, this applies. You need to align their naps if you're like me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you get the picture. All right, the, the second one is take time to fill your tank up. This goes kind of hand in hand. So what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people say sleep when the baby sleeps. Now, some of us just practically don't feel that like it's hard to do whether we have other kids to take care of whether it's just hard to fall asleep in the middle of the day like whatever it is it's hard to do I just don't like to do it (laughs) for me what fills up my tank more than sleep is that sense of freedom that I get to choose what I want to do whether it's again like whether it's spending quiet time or my business or even sometimes especially in the the beginning of the newborn season it was Netflix and that felt so great at night to have that time and it just yeah it helped me <laughs> you know and so what maybe it's taking a bath like maybe it's going for a walk whatever fills you up now if you are the type that needs that sleep and the sleep fills you up do that but my and and this might go against, you know, what some doctors say, which I'm not a doctor, obviously, but like I value more that time of freedom than that sleep. Now, obviously sleep impacts us a ton. It impacts our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, all of it. So sleep is super crucial. I'm not saying don't get sleep. Like you need to figure out how to get some sleep, especially if your baby is waking up at all hours. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But if it's going to fill you up more to journal for an hour instead of sleep for an hour, do that. And, and you can test things and see what, what helps you the most. Now, you do need to be disciplined with this because I uh, also can go to the extreme where I like want to stay up really late because I love that sense of freedom and my body does need that sleep and <laughs> then I'm grumpy because I pushed it too far. So be careful with that one. Okay, the next one. And, and also just figure out what does fill up your tank. So in this season you need to know like what is going to give you that sense of like you are a human outside of being a mom. What's going to give you that sense of joy, accomplishment, again, that freedom, like whatever it is, what is going to do that for you? And if you don't already know that about yourself, that is really crucial. You need to figure that out. And I highly recommend some of that time be time with Jesus which can feel like it's hard to find that time in this season, but that is, it's not even one of my tips I wrote down. I should have made it a separate thing. I'm making it a separate thing now. (laughs) You can't see my notes. Spend time with Jesus every day. And, you know, usually I'm super good about getting up in the morning. And like I was saying, that's like my, when I used to do it. And, and when I was doing that, if I would miss it for some reason, which wasn't very often, but when I would, it would be really challenging for me to be able to rearrange that and focus on at nighttime or whenever I had the time, it would be so hard for me. But in this season, because those mornings 
for sure were not going to happen. I made it a priority to do it the first thing when I had that aligned nap where I would spend the first chunk of it because I didn't know how long I was getting every day. I would spend that first time with Jesus. And that absolutely is how I got through and didn't bite people's heads off all the time. or lose my mind or whatever. So make sure you get in that time with Jesus. Okay. The other thing that I kind of touched on is make sure you let people help. And people talk about this tip a lot. I think I've even talked about it a lot before the baby came, but you know, just having come freshly out of this, I, there was certain moments where I really had to let my pride go. I realized, I think I can get this sense of pride and even like accomplishment when I just do it all myself, when I'm like, okay, I can manage all of these things. I can do it all. And it wasn't even like a, didn't want uh, people like to be there. Like sometimes we don't want help because it means that we have to ask for it or we have to have someone come into our world and, and see things or whatever it is. This was just because I, part of me just wanted to see if I could handle it all. Part of me like wanted that sense of like, yes, I can do this all alone and I've got this. And even, and this is something you need to watch out for, um, with my husband specifically, you know, it can be easy to be like, oh, I'll just do this myself because maybe one, because they're not offering or maybe they are, or they're just not aware of the need, but we do it out of this place of like, we're going to build resentment towards them about it. We, we say, no, you don't need to worry about it, but, but then we still hold it inside and hold it against them. And that can be out of a lot of different places, but we need to make sure we're not doing that. Cause I could even feel myself want to do it sometimes. Like my husband would say, wake me up. If you need something, wake me up. If you need help, you know, cause for the most part, I was the one handling the night times cause it makes sense. I was breastfeeding and, you know, especially in this season, we kind of, uh, did more, what did my husband call it? It's like a football term zone defense where <laughs> we, I don't know if that's the right term. He took the big kids. I took the baby. <laughs> And so, uh, I should watch more football. So I know this, um, but (laughs) you know, so he, with that meant that sometimes when the big kids were up, I got to go rest because I was with a baby. And so nights were my territory, but he would say that. And there were nights where that were really hard and I would struggle to want to, to take him up on that offer. But then I, you know, when I wouldn't, I could feel myself just growing resentful about it, even though he had offered. And it's like this weird thing. I think I even need to process this more as this is just coming out. I don't fully understand why we do this, but I think this can be such an easy thing to do. And so make sure you watch out for that. And the the tip overall is to don't feel like you need to prove something to yourself or someone else. Let people help you. And ultimately, like, I I think I did feel myself trying to go down that path, And I stopped myself and I woke up my husband and I said, Hey, this baby is not sleeping. Can you just hold him for the next 45 minutes? Like, and, and I would ask him for these specific things, but even that was just so hard. I think, cause I just wanted to prove that I could do it, but he was so kind about it and he would do it and it was so helpful. And so that's my encouragement. Like it's okay to inconvenience people. 
that was the other part is, you know, I knew he had to take care of the other kids the next day. And, and some of the times he was working from home as well. And so I knew he had to do that. And so I didn't want him to be tired. And, but I knew I needed that help. I was at my breaking point. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Right. And so don't be afraid to inconvenience people. And then there was mornings too, when I'm, you know, we're trying to get everyone ready and out the door and, you know, I could probably figure out how to do it all myself, but he's offering, He's offering to help. So I am going to say yes to that. Now, this is all such a different place than we've been in in uh, the past with babies because before I would be, you know, expecting him to do exactly what I was doing all the time, just as much. And I've just kind of come to realize that he is different than me. His role in our family is different than me. And so I cannot expect all of those things. And I don't want to expect all of those things. But... I can't go so far that, that I just take over my things and don't let him touch any of them and say, no, you don't need to help with any of this. And I can do it all myself. No, it's still okay for him to help and to, you know, take a call from home or go into work later than he want, would, would prefer because he's helping out. And it's okay to do that. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job. It doesn't mean you're not doing enough. Let people help you inconvenience them. It is okay. And that is what you need to do in this season. And this played out in so many different ways, from letting people bring meals over, which usually makes me super uncomfortable and I just resist it. But there were times, especially my husband went out of town for a week. Um, I can't remember how old my son was. He must've been like three or four weeks and we're still in the thick of it and he's gone for a week. And I let a couple people bring meals over and it was so helpful, but normally I would have been like, no, we're fine. We got this but I let them. And you know what? They experienced joy from that. They, they found so much blessing in blessing me. And I was so appreciative of that. And then also my parents, you know, when my husband was out of town for that week, especially, and they've helped out so much just over the course of all of this time. But specifically during that week, they watched my kids a lot, the bigger kids specifically. And that was so helpful. And I knew they were exhausted and I was tempted just to be like, no, I got it all. I can figure it out. But I let them and I knew I needed that. And it was so helpful. So just, just let people do it. It's okay. It's okay. It, it actually makes you a better mom. So if you need to see it that way, look at it that way. Uh, not that we're here for comparison. Okay. The next tip that I have for you is to have non-negotiables about how you're going to care for yourself that you will make happen no matter what. And I believe you should set these standards as like the amount that you're caring for your children, you should care for yourself just as much. So if you're going to bathe your children, you deserve a bath as well or a shower, you know, whatever that is. And even if your kids don't get baths or showers every day, you know, my, my kids definitely don't. Uh, it doesn't mean that we don't deserve them every day. So make sure if it's a value to you, shower every day, even if that means that your kids have to watch an extra half an hour of TV during the season. That's okay break the rules. That's another one we're going to get to in a minute. Just breaking the rules, but make that a non-negotiable that you will get a shower, whether that means you're going to inconvenience your husband and he's going to come home from a long day of work and he's going to have to watch the kids while you shower, get in that shower. Um, make it happen. Like it doesn't matter what that looks like. Maybe your kids have to 
come in there and sit there and play in the closet while you shower. Like what, what does that look like? Make it happen. Some other non-negotiables I think you need to have are water. If you're breastfeeding, you can't really avoid this one because it's just, you're so thirsty. But also I found myself like, you know, when, when, when you have so much to do, stopping to fill your water bottle sometimes feels like I'll do it later. I'll get to it later. And then you notice hours and hours have gone by and you still haven't filled up your water bottle. Like make sure you fill up your water bottle, even sometimes before your kids. If they're so thirsty and that reminds you that you're thirsty, you say, yep, I'll get you some water and you fill yours up first. Okay. <laughs> like make sure you get water. Cause you are just like we were talking about in a recent episode. If you are thirsty, you are not going to be a happy mama. So make sure you get the water. Um, lunch, right? Like I know in past newborn seasons, I have not been good at eating, but this season I made sure to eat even when it took time out of, from someone or time out of doing housework or time sometimes out of sleeping, like whatever it was, I made sure to eat. So just to have your list of non-negotiables on my list was also making sure I got my coffee in the morning and my coffee in the middle of the day for my quiet time also to get my quiet time. So that was my list. So make a list of non-negotiables and Figure out how you are going to make those happen in your day, no matter what, because you need to care for yourself just as much as your baby and any other children you have. All right. Another kind of easy, fun one is to work on an easy project together. So this was something so fun. My, I had my newborn, you know, right in the middle of Christmas season while he was born um, November 11th. So then he, you know, was still a newborn in the middle of Christmas season. And we did this really fun project last year. I found it. And it's these really amazing, like life-size houses, life-size for kids, (laughs) houses that are made out of cardboard that you can color on. I got it from Target. I'm trying to remember the brand. It was like Llama Mama or something, (laughs) something like that. Not quite that. But last year they had like a Christmas train. This year they had like a little Santa's workshop. And it's like this, this, this house big enough for the kids to go in that you assemble later, but it's, it's just cardboard and it's black and white, you know, like a coloring book and you color it in. And it's so much fun. We had so much fun with it last year. And so I got one this year and it turned out just to be the perfect project for us in that season. Cause you know, like I said, my husband was mostly watching the big kids. And so, but I obviously needed to spend time with them still. And so I would have, you know, these little segments of time cause my baby wasn't napping very well then. And I would have these little segments of time where I could play with them. And sometimes it was like 10 minutes. Sometimes it was 20, you know, it wasn't a lot of time. And so we had this project that we could just pull out. We already knew what to do. We already had the markers ready to go. We had the things laying out so that we could use them. And we just did this. So any little spare time we had, we would work on it and the kids loved it and they had so much fun doing it. And they were always asking to color and then you get to assemble it at the end. And it's just so fun and cute. And it doesn't last very long because it's made of cardboard and your children destroy it. But that's not the point. Really, the fun is leading up to building it. And so have something simple like that, something fun that, that brings you joy too. Because the other thing was I didn't have a lot of capacity to play. Play especially imaginative play and running around for that matter, it takes a lot of brain power, a lot of physical exertion, right? And I didn't have all of that. And so this was such an easy thing. It was mindless. I enjoyed it, right? Who doesn't love coloring? And so 
find something like that that's easy for you that really even brings you joy and fills you up a little bit so that you can do that with your kids. And it's just this straightforward thing that you guys all enjoy and is you don't have to think about what you're going to do. So that's a fun one I wanted to share. Um, okay. A super practical one that I have to share. I might've shared it many times before, but it's cause it's, it's changed my life. So if you do a dream feed, um, and if you follow taking care of babies, they talk about dream feeds essentially, and other people too. Um, essentially it's just a nut feeding your baby one more time right before you go to bed. So maybe you put them down to bed at like seven or eight, and then you do one more feed at like nine or 10 right before you go to bed. And so what I have learned to do with this is to outsource this as soon as possible. So for me, I love this. Now you got to figure out the technicalities. I don't know if it would work for everyone, but I, I essentially, right after I put my kids to bed, I pump. So I have a bottle ready and I give my husband that bottle and he does that dream feed because that means that after I pump, so say I put my kids to bed at seven 30, finally done with all the craziness in my PJs by eight, then I pump, I'm done by eight 30. Okay. And I get an hour and a half, two hours to myself, not thinking about when I'm going to have to go back to that baby. Cause after being with that baby all day, I love my baby, but I am ready to be done with the baby, <laughs> especially if I have to wake up in the middle of the night with the baby. And so knowing that I am done with that baby, it just, it feels so freeing. I feel like I have the whole night ahead of me. Like even if I have to sleep, like it just is so freeing instead of, for me, it feels like this burden of, even if it's something so simple, like dream feed is usually very easy, but even that it just, I don't have to think about that. I don't have one more thing to do. I'm done. I have the freedom now. And so, and even too, I can enjoy a glass of wine and I don't have to like time when I can feed the baby again. It's just, I'm just done. So that is my recommendation that has changed my life. I love it. Again, it obviously depends on your supply and what all that looks like if you're breastfeeding, but, um, it is the best. Okay. Now last one is I kind of mentioned this already, but be okay with breaking the rules a little bit. So I've shared a little bit in the past, but I'm pretty strict on a lot of things around here. Like I have, um, a, a certain amount of TV time that I will only let my kids have unless like my husband's putting on a movie for them or something for pizza night or something like that. But besides that, I'm pretty strict on how much TV they get. I'm pretty try and always give them nutritious meals. And, and that doesn't mean like every single meal is perfect. Like I definitely do PBs and J's sometimes we have this like healthy bread that we use, but you know, I usually try not do that kind of stuff every day, but in this season, I'm okay with it. If my husband wants to give them peanut butter and jelly every day, or if I want to give them peanut butter and jelly every day, I'm going to do it. And you know, you know, cause I can be so on top of this, usually like my husband, we have these frozen waffles that are, they have protein in them. It's like, I can't remember the brand of them. I love them. Uh, is it Kona? No, I guys, I can't remember anything today, but they're these, these waffles, they have like protein in them. And so, you know, at least they're getting that, but you know, I usually use them for like when I have to go serve at church and we have no time to sit down for breakfast and we got to be there early. And so we're like rushing out the door and they can eat them in the car. But I found that my husband was using these every single day. (laughs) And normally I would like get on him about that and say, what are you doing? But no, this is newborn season. We are all stretched. There is three children to take care of. 
this is a lot. And so I let it go. And my children ate waffles every morning for three weeks straight. And it was fantastic. (laughs) And they are fine. (laughs) And they got, you know, veggies at first, like they love crunchy veggies. So that's like always our go-to snack. It just makes it so easy to sneak veggies in if they just snack on them and they love it. Um, so all that to say, they got some nutrition, don't worry, but (laughs) I also just let some of that go. Some, some days they got to watch more TV than I would normally be comfortable with. Now I didn't let them sit there all day. Cause right. Like if you do too much of this, it can backfire. And if you let them watch too much TV, then they're going to be, you know, not regulated and they're going to be rambunctious and they're going to just be a mess and it's going to be harder to handle. So it's going to backfire. Same with if you eat too much junk food, obviously. But to some extent, just let it go a little bit if you're like me. Um, And even like, and I kind of mentioned this already, but one-on-one time with them. Usually I really try and spend like good one-on-one time with them. But in this season, I kind of let that go a little bit. Now, I did really work to try and find little special moments with them. Like um, my son loves when I tell him a story every night and it's evolved. It's it's evolved over the years. And now it's uh, just simply like a story about the day and it's about him, but we don't call it him the name of the character is Goofy. I don't even know how this, I don't even know how this all started. And so anyways, it's like the simplest thing to do. It takes like five minutes maybe, and he loves it. And so I would make sure to still tell him his Goofy every night. And there's these little ways that you can still connect with them and be present with them without feeling like you have to go play with them for an hour, which is not going to be possible in this season. So be okay with that. Be okay with breaking the rules. All right. I hope that these tips bless you in some way and prepare you for the newborn season that you're in, that you're, that is coming, whatever it is, pass it on to a friend that needs this. And let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for babies. I thank you that you bless us with these amazing children that once they come can be so hard, God. (laughs) But, um, we know it's a blessing Lord and we just are grateful for that. And I just pray for just strength and health mental health, physical health, health, spiritual health for every mama in that season, God, that you would just cover her, Lord, and be with her and show her what she needs to do in this season. Give her uh, just supernatural ideas of how she can be in this season in a healthy way. And we just um, thank you that this is not forever, God, that our children grow up and they do get easier. And we just praise you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.